0: Hi, good afternoon. and um, Welcome um, to uh, the, the Savvy's uh, Bobblecast. It's me, Dave Richley. Uh, we're joined by the prodigal son, Mikey, And we've got a special guest today. Um, by way of introduction, um, I'll introduce Izzy quickly to Izzy Christensen. I'm sure many of you know Izzy. Um, uh, obviously, a massive blue light playing for Everton um, ladies' team. Um, she's got an impressive record, really. A professional footballer uh, so far, uh, having been a gold medalist, Champions League winner, Coupe de France, Division One over in France, uh, and an inter- international as well um to boot. So it's quite an impressive uh, record, is he?
1: And welcome to you
0: this afternoon. Thanks for coming
1: on. Thanks for having me. We're uh, we're we're pleased to have
2: you on, Izzy. I know that. Uh, me and you know each other previously. We're mates, but um, we've we really appreciate you coming on and um, sort of having a chat. It's always nice to have an actual current Everton player on the podcast, isn't it, Dave? It's uh, it's, it's really nice to get that.
0: Yeah, it, like you say, there. It's uh, it's an honour to have you on, is he? You know, as a, a professional Everton footballer, you know, it's it's what we'd all aspire to be, and it must be must be great playing for Everton.
1: Yeah, no, it's obviously a massive club and what attracted me back to the club was like the kind of the people values that the club holds as well um, and obviously there's so much history involved with the, with the club and like they going places especially in the women's game as well as the men's game um, obviously the likes of having Carlo Ancelotti as, as the men's hey. manager at the moment is there just is. unbelievable in terms of what the club are wanting to do and yeah. um, so yeah, it's
2: exciting. I, I was looking actually at the uh, the sort of overall performance of the women's team this season, and they came up, didn't they, uh, recently from from the lower the lower division in the women's game. They sort at the moment to be in a similar position to the men's team, just behind that elite group. I mean, you got Arsenal and Chelsea, haven't you? City, um, and you've obviously seen something in Everton that that you thought well. This is a good project, and I want to join because you can't. You've come from arguably the best team in the world in women's football, haven't you? So,
1: yeah, I mean, when you put it like that on paper, it there, there had to be something for me um, in terms of what I saw, but uh, to attract me to Everton. But um, I think football is very. It's always about the, the player and the person as well, and I think that um, it's all about like knowing yourself and knowing which club if you are looking to to move you got to know what you're looking for kind of lead with your nose a little bit. And, yeah. and Everton really kind of matched what I wanted and what I want to do and what I want to be part of. And, mm-hmm. um, like I said earlier, like with regards to the kind of the warm feeling of the club, um, as soon as I started to speak with the club, I knew that this was going to be something which I wanted to do. Yeah. And um, I kept watching the results of the women's team from afar. Um, Was kind of looking at the culture and how it was emerging out, kind of via like social media and Mm. watching the games on like the FA Player, and yeah, like I said, I I think it's a great club. I had a great kind of spell here when I was a bit younger. Um, came up through the academy at the time. Yeah. Um. So for me, it's like a full circle. Like now we're playing our games at Walton Hall Park, which is where I used to train. So. Nice. It's it's all um, it's all gonna kind of gone full circle. So I'm really excited to get going.
2: And uh, we're we're all very pleased to have you here. Just for the, <laughs> just for the listeners to, to give you, I know Dave touched on Izzy's background, but um, she's won the Women's Super League, the FA Cup, scoring a goal in the final. She got thirty odd caps for England. Thirty one caps. She scored six times. She's won a trophy with England. She's won the Champions League. She's won trophies abroad. I mean, realistically, if, if the you know if the men's team signed a player like this, we'd be very excited. So it's really good that um, that Izzy's come on board. And the the big point of today's podcast that, that we've been talking behind is we, we wanted to discuss with Izzy and myself and Dave about the popularity of the women's game, um, over in the UK. I know I know Everton have got a big, um, like a big project going on with trying to get the women's team more into the uh, more into the spotlight so what what would you say to, to our demographic is because because most of them are probably sort of lads mine and dave's age between sort of 25 and 40 all match going blues what what would you say to them to, to encourage them to watch the, the women's game
1: well firstly i think obviously when you've been supporting a club for the best part of most of your life i think obviously you're supporting not just like what's going on on the pitch but everything concerned with the club off it attracts you as well yeah. and attracts your attention. I think that obviously now we've seen a massive shift in women's sport in general, just globally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, women's absolutely. sport's becoming better, uh, more professional. Like, you got people from all kind of walks of life pumping money into women's sport because it's it's kind of a really attractive product, really. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's now, it's almost like a prerequisite of Premier League clubs to have a women's team as well. Yeah. Uh,
2: um,
1: and I think that the reason, I mean, I, I would, I'm, my opinions remain the same, as in I wouldn't want somebody to feel forced to come and watch the women's team. I want, would like, I'd love to hear regular Everton men's fans coming yeah. to watch our games, singing the songs. And giving us stick when we miss the target, like <laughs> yeah. giving us stick when we're not picking up a second ball. Yeah, equally cheering, cheering your heads off when when we do do something decent. No, I, and I think I that's I think that's that's personally what I want. And I know that obviously a big thing for us moving into a a really central postcode uh, with regards to our home ground is, is huge in terms of attracting Everton fans over to Walton Hall Park, just down the road from Goodison. Yeah, yeah, I, to, I think, to come and watch us. Yeah. yeah,
2: I think you're right, and I think that a lot of a lot of people have, have got their head in the sand about the game sometimes i think that the women's game and the younger generation will always look at it slightly different me and dave were talking about this lads that are sort of in their late teens and 20s they've been brought up with women's football being popular um guys who are potentially between sort of 35 50 maybe it wasn't too popular when they were when they were in their 20s um, so it, it is going to be difficult to to turn their heads towards women's football and um i think I think everyone needs to appreciate just how hard you guys work I know from speaking to you um post lockdown uh, pre-lockdown and, and during the lockdown you've been keeping yourself really fit and you work really hard and you've got quite a strict, strict schedule and everything it's, it's exact you do exactly what the men do don't you it's it's not it's not a second rate sport that's that's what I'm trying to the point I'm trying to make there.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it's first, like I mean, it's a massive like privilege for me to be able to like speak on this platform because you're a fan group of Everton Football Club and have been for I don't know how many years and obviously having long. a female player on here. Have yeah. <laughs> probably been through the good and the bad? But obviously now the club as, as a whole, the Everton badge, the the harnessing the women's game. We're now, I mean, I de- if you look at it, like there's two professional teams within the club. Yeah. The men's team and the women's team. Yeah. We're all performance-based teams. We're performing every weekend for results. Yeah. Whereas academy teams are just I mean, obviously there's the desire to win, but the results don't always count towards actual league tables. Yeah. Um, so from that point of view, we're representing the club on the same level as what the men are. Just obviously the disparity between men's and women's football exists. Yeah. And you can't hide away from that. That's just it is what it is.
2: Oh, Go on Ben.
0: You know, Izzy,
1: um you know, obviously at Everton
0: we've got quite a, a few, you know, real inspirational women. Um, you know, you look at Denise Spadas Baxendale and all the good work she's doing, and her vision now is to yeah. make it a one club vision. Um and uh, we, we've got quite a lot with the likes of Andrea Young, Christine Pryor. Uh, Rachel, you know it, it, the club's full of really, mm-hmm. you know, inspirational women. Um, and it, you know, it, it's really refreshing to see, you know, the women's game now being put on level foot with the men's game and treated with the respect and you know the professionalism that you all deserve. Um, and, you know, it must be good for you to be part of that. You know, and, and you know, and real be, you know since the World Cup, I think it's it's beginning to kick on in this country uh, women's football, uh, and especially it must be exciting to be at Everton and yeah, all these things happening behind the scenes and being pushed. yeah, I mean like interviews. I said, I mean when the yeah.
1: option to come to Everton was apparent, like I obviously spoke with various people within the club and uh, met with the manager and stuff. and automatically I, I could see something which matched what I wanted in terms of ambition in terms of like you say there's there's Denise, obviously at the club who's doing incredible things behind the scenes and pushing the women's team. like I heard stories about like she was pushing for the women's team's kit to be washed after training. like things like that. You take for granted, like that wow. your kit is there for you. Like I've been through, like when I was previously Everton, for example, uh, ten years ago, whatever. Obviously, you turn up in your training kit, you go home, and you sweat your training kit driving home. Whereas now, your kit's washed for you at training. You leave it in the bucket at the end of at the end of the training ground, and and obviously the the kit men etc. will uh, and and women will will clean the kit for you, wash it dry it and put it back in the changes for the next day so things like that you just take for granted Um, and then I know that Denise played a big part in that Mm. in terms of just saying no the women's team's kit needs washing and and that it sounds like a really small thing but it means a lot just things you would
2: expect to be done and you wouldn't even think about it would you and especially in the men's game it's just a given I guess isn't
1: it yeah exactly so things like that are huge.
2: What, what about, I mean, you you played for Everton 2008, 2009. Um, you've obviously you played for a couple of clubs in England and you've gone to France. How much have you noticed the professionalism in the women's game changing in the last sort of 12, 13 years?
1: I mean, it's gone from like zero to 100. Like, I, I remember signing, I was at university in Birmingham and I signed a professional contract just before, six months before I'd finished my uni degree. I signed a professional contract with Man City, and I didn't really at the time. Obviously, it was like a blurred dream. Yeah. But at, at, at the time, and then it suddenly sinks in that this is your job, and you couldn't couldn't quite believe it. I was prepared to go. I wanted to be a PE teacher. Yeah. And I was fully fully looking at doing a PGC or some type of teacher training. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden, I'm playing football, and it's just like you're on a roller coaster with a bit of a, wow, this is fun. But then actually, it only started to sink into me like two within the last two years. This is your job. Yeah. And it's like with any job, you might love going to work 90% of the time, but 10% of the time, sometimes you don't want to go to work. Of course. Yeah. And, but then, but then you get in a car, you go to training, you go to Finch Farm, and, and sometimes you might not be feeling it, but it's Your job, yeah, you <laughs> can't not do it. Do you know what I mean?
2: It's, it's a great, uh, it's, it's a fantastic uh, training facility as well, Fringe Farm, isn't it? It's, oh,
1: god, yeah, it's
2: up there with, with one of the best. And, um, I think Everton women youth teams uh, for right up to the first team are very lucky to have such a fantastic training facility. Um, and I think the club is going places in all areas. Uh, I think uh, you saw the sex, the success that the under 23s have had, um, with. Uh, I've signed in players like yourself in the women's team and the, the first team. I, I think that we're in for a, hopefully a good few years um, once this is all over. What well, I'd love to talk to you about, because I know you haven't played a game yet, have you, Izzy? Which must be frustrating for you.
1: No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good talk a good game, but I just want to get the shirt on and play now.
2: <laughs> so uh, you'll be fit and ready when, uh, when this is all over, hopefully, will you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling good. I was actually on my way on the M sixty two into Finch and I got the message through saying that uh, don't come into training because we're because of coronavirus basically. Oh, so it's that was my first training session back with the team post injury and I was kinda eyeing up playing some part in our FA Cup match that weekend against Chelsea. Yeah. because um, obviously the FA Cup dream is very much alive with us. We want to get ourselves to Wembley. So um yeah, I was I was back in training that that Friday and then that was when the WhatsApp message came through and I was like, Oh, this is just mad. And then yeah, and here we are two months down the line. I know. Still sat at home. Very still training on my own.
2: I bet I bet you're not getting as fat as I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> God. I wouldn't be able to get on the pitch when I get back if I was.
2: <laughs> so the, the the women's team now, seventh in the league um, on 19 points but they've got a game in hand, or you've got a game in hand sorry, yeah. I think you could yeah. go fourth if you win your game in hand um, what What would a sort of successful end of the season look like to you guys, I know you said the FA Cup
1: Yeah, I mean I came in in January, my first thing was FA Cup, get ourselves to Wembley get ourselves in the final, get, get Everton fans down at Wembley on on May the I think it might have been May the Twentieth or something. A week, coming, a week today. Take... <laughs> yeah, about now. Yeah, um, yeah. No, get get us to Wembley, and and that was what I wanted. And and on from a domestic point of view, just finish as high up in the league as possible. Yeah. Um. So to me, when you say we're seventh in the league with a game in hand, that in my head, I'm like, no, we're four. Yeah. Because. <laughs> like really. Um. Yeah, I like so, to, really. so yeah. So for me, that's what success would have been like. Um. And obviously, just to continue like the growth, because like I was saying, like you, you both have said, like we're on the club is kind of on a on a high and on a bit of a roll, and just keep the momentum going so that we can all kind of kick back in the off season, have a bit of a relax, and then and get ready for pre season for a big year next year. Because there's
2: players at the club now, isn't there? You've got yourself, uh, Chloe Kelly, Molly Pike, um, the Hayley is Hayley Razzo, who was a friend of Tim Cahill, um, who's signed, who's not. Quite put the shirt on like you, um, and obviously I've got a shout out to Hannah Cohn because she's my cousin who plays for Everton as well. <laughs> um, there's some very exciting players in the squad, and um, they seem to be building a bit of a, a force to be reckoned with. Are you, um are you, are you hoping that you can, like the Everton first team can, can push on into that elite, those elite clubs in inverted commas next season?
1: Definitely, yeah. Um, that's our that's our views. Uh We want to go that way. We've talked about. Uh, wanting to get ourselves into the bracket where we can qualify for the Champions League. Yeah. Which would be top two to really push the top the top two or three teams in the league all the time. Be one of the teams in the league that um yeah you don't look forward to playing on a weekend. No, um, so, yeah. So that's 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 what we want to be. We've got a superb manager, we've got a superb assistant coach. Um we've got obviously the training facility, we've got the professionalism. We've got the programming. We do have everything. I really do think that. And I think we've got all the foundations now to kick on. And whenever we do return, I think that in all essence, like whatever happens with the rest of the season is, is firmly not in our control. But just finish the season. Or if it does get cancelled, then yeah. obviously just accept that. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, just kick on and push on for next season. Yeah,
2: brilliant. And um, I, do, I do remember I was talking to you, because I was obviously very, very excited at you signed for Everton. And uh, <laughs> when he came to my house, I was like, oh, I've actually got an Everton player in my house. I was super excited by <laughs> uh, But you just used the words to me, you had a vision. And that's really nice to hear, isn't it, Dave, for somebody to say that about our
0: club? Yeah, you know, it, it's great. And you, you, I read the, the article probably a, a month ago or so saying, like, you know, about the, the investment coming in and the change in structure and, I just heard it from an actual player as well. You know, to, to hear that vision and the excitement, I think you know it, there's a real good feel factor at the club at the moment. Yeah, it's, that, it's, nice it's to good say.
1: that it comes across that way because it certainly feels like that from a player point of view as well. So
2: yeah, there's a lot of a, a lot of players are spinning a lot of positives about the club uh, from top to bottom. Uh, I think everyone's very excited, especially you've got the you know you've got the move to the new ground, and I think uh, yeah, hopefully this the the sad times that have gone on at the moment doesn't delay that too much but I think you know you you guys get to play day I know you're going to play um, was it the derby you were going to play at Goodison is, it, is that right
1: yeah, yeah that's right yeah I mean you couldn't write the script really with the guards for the last six months we were due to play first game back after Christmas that game got cancelled due to the oppo- oppo- yeah, opposition opposition yeah. Uh, nine of their players uh, were down with flu oh, right. Um so that game got called off we then that Goodison park derby against Liverpool that we were due to play at. Yeah. Uh, that got cancelled because of the stormy weather. Oh, it did,
2: yeah. And well, then I obviously, that.
1: And, yeah, so uh, that was just mad. We found out on the morning of the game it wasn't going to be safe to play. Obviously, in the Premier League as well, that weekend there was games cancelled. So yeah. it was just completely, football was a r- write off that weekend. And then obviously now football is a write off. <laughs> it's just bad things comes in three days. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, not so, it's really
2: frustrating for a professional as well because you must be chomping at a yeah. bit to get back. Isn't it?
1: oh god yeah and obviously we'd done like myself Chloe and uh, Simone McGill one of the other girls like we'd all done like a big media day at Goodison Park on the Wednesday Did you come the... to the
2: game didn't you
1: yeah we were at the game yeah. those girls on the pitch at half time oh, like fuck. just, just kind of making ourselves visible to the fans and uh, that was that 2-2 draw against Newcastle <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: well, <laughs> yeah that last minute the end, that was... <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah just cut that out um, but no I mean exciting game nonetheless and I think that um, yeah, we'd done a media day prior to that to that fixture against Liverpool at Goodison, and I think the the biggest thing to note is we'd sold twenty three thousand tickets. Wow! Uh, for that game, and then obviously people turning up on the day as well potentially, but the wind had other ideas. Yeah, so, that, uh, that was a massive shame, massive shame. But um, hopefully, we can we can recreate that sometime soon.
0: Is he? So you've done you've done a lot of charity work, I was seeing as well. You know, obviously you yeah, were involved yeah. in the sleep out, weren't you? Um and I seen the uh, the clip of your earth uh, on Sky Sports <laughs> doing the keep you ups and the uh, cycling. Um, uh, so it, 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 obviously the, the latest thing is you know, it's proud um part of you know, the club that we, all the charity stuff they have in the community, um all the all the great work they do. And obviously, our presence uh, the blue family campaigns going on. I don't know if you want to just tell us a bit more about what's going on. And yeah, so we've done various things. Up.
1: Um us as the women's team, we've been asked uh, over the course of the last sort of eight weeks with little bits here and there about kind of promoting the campaigns that the club are doing. Um so it's nice for us to be involved in that in some ways. Obviously uh, the city uh, the blues in the community um scheme with regards to the sleep out for me, that was, uh, that was a big part of, I mean, obviously not being able to put the shirt on yet, but being able to kind of be involved in the club in that capacity is what being part of a club is all about as well. So, that was that was really fun. Um, and obviously, we raised loads of money as well uh, for Everton in the community, which was class. Um, the Blue Family Campaign, just in, in short, basically, is an opportunity for the club to reach out uh, to the fans and provide support, especially in the wake of this uh, pandemic that's going on at the moment. And uh, just making sure that the kind of the club and the fans and like maintain a reach between the two the two uh, parties and we um, we can obviously just offer our support and I know that a lot of us I've I've spoken to a fan on the phone uh, a couple of weeks ago I know a, a few of the other girls have as well uh, and obviously I know what's going on on the men's side as well so I think there's various things going on I think it's amazing the way the club are kind of ensuring that people in the community are supported and obviously for some people at this time like just a phone call can make their day um, Absolutely. and yeah it's I think the club's just amazing in terms of what they're doing um, and just making sure people are looked after. Well,
2: that's fantastic I think it's great I think Everton especially um, are so brilliant at we call ourselves the People's Club. Uh, we're so great at looking after our fans and the wider community. Wider community. Me and Dave really found out how fantastic we are. We were when we did the the Keen banner with all of our all of our group. And I think the fact that you know you've taken the time out of your days as well to phone fans. You know, there's probably not too many people doing that. So so hats off to you guys. I think it's um, I think it's great. It sounds like a great project that's going on there as well. And um, we look look forward to seeing more more about that from the club when all, all this horrible stuff is over as well. Um, I, there, was, there, was a, there was a few questions actually, Izzy, um, that, that I wanted to ask you. Um, and it, it's mainly to sort of give people a bit of an insight into a your like how you think and and, and a bit about sort of like the football side of things. Um, so the first one was you played for Leon. Well you saw you played for City, you signed for Leon didn't you? Um, so, the, the current yeah. European champions came in for you. You moved from England to France, which is quite a big step. What what? How did you settle in? And what would you say the difference in style between the two countries is with regards to the football?
1: Yeah, I mean, firstly, like, I think as a player, you look at your career and go, OK, this is, like, could be over tomorrow, touch wood, or it could last 10 or 15 years. Like, you don't know. Yeah. So, for me, the opportunity to go and play for a team such as Leon. I kind of thought about it and I was like, Yeah, I think I wanna do this um and go and experience kind of playing abroad and obviously I love travelling, I love visiting new places and I think like going out there and doing that was definitely something which didn't just fulfil like my football wants, it was also like a life thing as well. Yeah. Um but yeah, so going out there, I mean French football we all know is much different to to the Premier League, I think. Um in the women's game it's uh, it kind of it doesn't Fair as competitive as the WSL uh, in terms of like the strength of the league, uh, yep. I think that's fair to say. Um, I think that the top two teams in, in France, with regards to Lyon and PSG, um, both top top teams, uh, Champions League contenders every mm-hmm. year. So so playing in those sort of big games uh, and being part of that is obviously a huge experience. French French football fans, they're amazing. Like their passion and their kind of the, the noise that they make, uh, is pretty exciting. As a as a player, especially when you hear it inside the stadium, yeah. um, so I think there's there's the kind of from the two the two leagues here over here in England, obviously over in France, they both can learn so much from that from each other because the WSL is much better in terms of like competitiveness. I think. Yeah, feel um, like Premier League, but whereas really. obviously, yeah, oh. exactly. But the uh, the the kind of the passion the French fans, um, obviously I can speak for the Lyon fans uh like they come out in force to watch especially the big matches throughout the season, Champions League games, matches against PSG. There's like thirty to forty thousand people coming into the men's stadium wow. to watch. And it's just like if you were just sitting there with your eyes shut, you'd think you're at a men's game. Yeah. Um so from that point of view it kind of gives you like that taste of like imagine what this was like in England every week. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean I learned a lot out there. Um but yeah obviously to come home I wanted to I wanted to come home and um. Yeah, to be part of of the WSL again because I I really do think that the WSL is is up there with the top in the top two top, or three perhaps best leagues yeah. in the world. So that's, um, yeah, that's yeah,
2: fantastic, lovely, nice little insight into your into your move over to France there. Eh? So when you came when you came <laughs> back to Everton, obviously I was going to ask you how it felt, but you've already sort of gone through that a little bit. What's actually changed at the club, not just on the women's side, but as a whole. Because uh, you keep behind the scenes every day since twelve years ago.
1: I mean, just uh, I mean, my my memories of, of playing for Everton previously started off training on the Astro at Walton Hall yeah. Park. So we didn't even train at Finch, um, and then when we when I moved into the first team, we trained I think two or three nights a week, eight till ten o'clock at night. In we just used to park in the car park on the left of of uh, of Finch. And then you just walk through around the back through the academy entrance uh, and you just go in onto the indoor pitch at yeah. the back, do pitch at the back, uh, drop your water bottle, get your boots <laughs> on. <in. laughs> yeah. And that was it. Ten, at five past 10, you'd be off the pitch and in your car. So for me, I mean, it's just it, 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 what's changed is the professionalism. Like, you, you eat, we eat now at the training ground, we have our breakfast and lunch yeah. there. Um, Yeah, just strength and conditioning is a big part of it we've obviously got the gym central to to the training facility which quite often overlap with the men in there so we do see the men's players in there quite a lot and say hello in that So um, So you're rubbing shoulders with
2: with the first team coaches the players the the complete complete sort of 180 from what it used to be like then is it?
1: Absolutely yeah I mean like the men's coaching staff come up and speak to us sometimes they have a bit of a like an give give information on like, for example, your rehab program or your strength and conditioning, or they do have a voice in what we're doing as well. And I think it's, it's good because for, they, they've been involved in the men's game, which is obviously the top Premier League's the top, top league in, yeah. in the world. Obviously they know what it takes to play in the Premier League. So any kind of bit of information, that say the sports scientists or the physios are given to our women's team. Obviously you take it because these guys know how, how to roll yeah. Um. And obviously, it's it's for us as like a player and staff group. Uh, as as the women's team, it's it's all part of our growth. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you say, I mean, I'm on the what bike warming up in the morning sometimes, and I'm just sat next to Fabian Del, having a chat, just like normal people. Yeah. It's, just, it's obviously it's got that vibe to it, and yeah. So the club is very inclusive. Do you, do you find the
2: the, the male team, because um, I know there, there's no sort of getting around it. A lot of men do look down their nose at the women's game. You see it on Twitter. You must see it, Izzy, that, that they, they have sort of shy digs. But would you would you say that the, the, the male first team look at you as their equals?
1: Um, I, d- I don't really know. You'd have to ask them. But I think that there definitely appears to be that level yeah. of respect. It's just footballer to footballer. Professional to professional, like, yeah. We, yeah, yeah like Lucas uh, Digne, I don't know how to say it in a French accent I should do, but we've, we've got we've got a French player who, uh, playing for us a uh, French midfielder uh, obviously she came over this season to play uh, from a team in mm. Paris so whenever they rub shoulders in the gym they just they, they have that kind of like mutual respect to each other that both French players playing That's abroad correct. it's not like you're a woman no. you're a man you're just he, Lucas is just a left-back French left-back playing for Everton and Mav is just a French central midfielder that, playing for Everton they've got loads in comments I, so. I love to
2: hear that I think that's great what, what do you think about that Dave? I think it's fantastic yeah
0: it's the way things should be you know I, it's, it's a shame it's took this long but it, it, it's a, you know it's great to hear that Everton are getting things right now and you know everyone at that training ground is professional athletes and they should be treated you know as equal the same um, I, you know, I, I just wanted to ask Izzy a question here. Um, obviously, you've told about the expertise that, you know, coming from the Everton Physios and, and, and passing their expertise on to yourselves. Um, I've seen one of your videos of you dancing <laughs> in the Man City changing. You, um, and I wanted to know if you've been sharing any of them expert dance moves with the likes of Yeri Wiener.
1: <laughs> that would be a pretty bold move in the first few months at the club, I'm not going to lie struggle settling into my own team <laughs> dancing in the change rooms that'll have to wait. <laughs> um no quick answer is no not yet. Um I think that 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 dance move came after a big win. So I think once once we get a big win when we're back in I think something like that. We'll, come see on, the,
2: uh, we'll see the we'll see Yerry Mina when he scores during the uh Izzy Christian.
1: Songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he might get subbed off. <laughs> after. That,
2: that's the dream. <laughs> that's the dream. Um, <laughs> Another, another question. Now, you, you don't have to sort of go into too much detail. Just just from sort of start to finish, um, sort of brush over this. What does a day in the life of an Everton player look like at Finch Farm for you?
1: Um, so, we're in, we've got to be in for breakfast for 9.30. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can get in when you want, really. Get your kit on. Um, be upstairs for breakfast for 9.30. So... Um, yeah and then we normally have a team meeting in the morning about 10 um where the manager will go through various stuff if do post game analysis or pre game analysis tactics anything phys- any physical kind of points we need or they normally take about half an hour because um, we've got like a pretty consistent routine in terms of debriefing the game at the weekend and then preparing for the following right. weekend okay. uh, if we've got if we've got a midweek we sometimes do two meetings in one meeting so a debrief and then a um and then a pre game meeting um a lot of it is based around like uh, tactics set okay. plays um opposition analysis so we have a pretty strict routine which is which is good throughout the week so you know every day like on a wednesday we'll be doing this tuesday we'll be doing that yeah. um and then we we normally in the gym for about 10 10:30 10 10:45 10 yeah. uh where we where we like warm up doing like pre act routine like that's when normally when we'd see the men yeah. perhaps um and then we're we're all out on the pitch for eleven thirty. Uh we warm up on the pitch with the sports scientists, So we do like two kind of separate types of warm-ups and then normally around maximum two hour pitch session. Um, depending on how much talking the coaches do out there on the grass. Um, we normally have well to be fair, every after every session we have like a competitive game of some description, so it'd be like a five V five tournament or eight V eights. It depends on which day and how how big the pitch is in terms of like how much running they want us to yeah. do that day. Um, and then there's always a winning pitch at the end of every session. Whichever team wins gets a pitch done on the pitch, come rain or shine. And then, obviously, if you're on the winning team, you go into lunch yeah. buzzing. If you're not, you just got to have a sit down and think about your actions.
0: <laughs> think about
1: what you've done. <laughs> think about why, why you could have done better. Um, but no, it does it, it does increase like the competitiveness within the yeah. team. Not that that needs any kind of attention but it just instills like a sense of like become make, winning a habit and stuff no, it's like great that, I so. think
2: you should be competitive yeah. with your teammates as well I think it's, it's nice to hear that people Definitely, are putting yeah. it in in training as long as you don't they have sword fights or snap each other's legs in training. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: there has been a few. I mean, sometimes. I mean, I've, I've obviously only been involved in a few of the on-pitch sessions yeah. so far because I've been in the gym rehabbing. But I, I know when they come in, and I can just look at their faces, and I know who's won and I know who's lost. Yeah. When I mean, they come in from yeah, the man. grass, um, but yeah, um, and then the afternoons would normally be strength and conditioning, um, and then we'd normally be about be away about like half three. Nice. Um, yeah. So, so, so,
2: so with that um, you said it's a pretty strict rate regime it sounds quite strict uh, and it sounds like it's done right down to a T the club have obviously made contact with you during this lockdown or isolation whatever you want to call it what have, what have they given you and what have you been doing to, to keep fit
1: so I mean firstly the club of July, honestly no one's ever been through this before so you don't have anything to compare yeah. it to but I mean, the club have just been phenomenal with regards to um, programming, communication, making sure you're okay, everything. Um, but, yeah, we've been given a program, uh, like a training program, which basically like a day-by-day yeah. thing. We have two team like yoga sessions a week where we do like stretching and stuff. Um, so that's quite nice for everyone to kind of be online at the same time and kind of you get to see each other on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's been, like, four phone calls per week with various staff members just checking in, for seeing how everyone's doing and that. Um, so, yeah, that's what it's nice. looking like. Nice. And obviously
2: you did your uh, – was it a marathon bike ride you did?
1: Yeah, so I cycled the equivalent of what the London then Marathon meant. You did was.
2: some keepy-uppies as well at the end. Did
1: you do – Yeah. Well, I thought, just like, I thought it's going to be a bit easy if I just sit on a bike. Like, I thought, right, I'll make it hard for myself. So I thought, right, see what the left foot can do. 26 keepy-uppies just <laughs> on my left after, but my legs are like jelly. <laughs> And I was like, if I if I mess this up, like I'm gonna look like i write idiot it on Twitter here.
2: How many takes but, did that take? Is it? Man,
1: <laughs> it? It was the first take, hands down. I haven't got the video editing skills to sort yeah, that. We
2: out. We believe you. We believe you. <laughs> um, so you were injured. Um, before you, uh, before this lockdown, you you'd not played the game. They're all healing up. Okay, you're gonna be all right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All good, all good now. Itching.
2: Lovely, lovely. There's just three more questions. One is quite a simple one. Um, best player you've played with, best player you've played against?
1: Against has to be. Um, ah, good question. Marta, Brazil.
2: Okay. And who with?
1: Um, with probably Jennifer Arizona wow. Leon, number 10. You've, baller. Underrated you've played as well. you've played baller. with some big
2: names as well, haven't you? Was it Ada Ada? Yeah, Yeah, she's a bit of a baller as well. But yeah. Fair enough. She is, yeah. Um I think I know the answer to this one. Favourite goal. Uh
1: Wembley. Wembley. Top bins. Top bins at Wembley. It doesn't get much better. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. mine's, uh, mine's a five yard <laughs> tapping against the dog and trap. <laughs> 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 um, uh, and finally, we, we, we put some um, questions to Twitter and there was one from uh, Mr. C. Ancelotti, Mr. S. Allardyce, Mr. M. Silver, Mr. R. Martinez and Mr. R. Tooman was, what is the secret to winning a Merseyside Derby? <laughs> the theme
1: there with the theme. <laughs> um, uh, what's the secret to winning uh, So, firstly, we saw... I haven't played in one yet. Um, so, I'm going to go... What the girls with...
2: say to you around the training group? Around the training ground? Because they must have oh, buzzing to be I them.
1: mean, yeah, I mean, obviously we beat them at Anfield at the start of the season before I signed. So, I know that how well that went down at the club. Um, the girls were buzzing. So, I think that... I mean, you watch any Merseyside derby, be men's or women's, and you're like, there's that extra... Fight and the, but I think you you got to keep your head and you've got to not let the occasion get the wrong of you. And, uh, well, we were due to play at Goodison in front of 25,000 yeah. or whatever it was a few a few months back now. Uh, and yeah, it would have been all about all of our prep towards the game is about managing emotions. Um, so I was pretty confident we would win anyway, but, uh, those are all the things that in a derby people are leaving a foot in, aren't they? Absolutely. Stuff, so it's, it's exciting. Yep. Yeah. Is Izzy, just a
0: quick question. I mean if you look at the table, I think oh, the bottom appreciate. at the
1: moment or three points. I think three <laughs> points on the bottom. I'm not too sure. I'll have to check. <laughs> I'm, just <laughs> I'm
2: just looking like, up. What that? You're, you're looking up. We don't need to look down at Liverpool, do we? Right? <laughs> <a> thing. <laughs> um, I mean, Izzy, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to us. Um and it's been a real pleasure having you on. Um, I've loved, I've loved it's every been, minute of it.
1: No, yeah, it's been a pleasure.
2: Thanks no so problem. much. Have having you me. got anything else to uh, to ask the great Izzy Dave?
0: Uh, no, yeah. Uh, Is he? We've got to practice what we preach. Um, you know, I, I'm a big believer that you know that, that we need to really get behind yeah, the women's team, and the Bobblers will be down there supporting you when you're back. You know, in your next, next game. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll be pushing for you nice
1: to win. Appreciate that. Sure You've got to do a dance that.
2: if you score a goal, though. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll, yeah, I'll get working yeah. on that in my lockdown, yeah. <laughs> well, that,
2: that, that's it for me. So, thanks so much, Izzy.
0: It's, it's been fantastic to everyone.
1: Cool. Great great Likewise.
0: to be there. Cheers. Thanks a lot. See you later. Bye. Big thank you to Izzy Christianson for coming on there from the Bobblers. Me, David and Mikey. And uh, just to echo, we can't wait to get football back. Um, and we'll certainly be going down to Walton Hall Park to uh, to cheer on the Everton ladies' team and, and just encourage everyone else to to really get behind what's going on at Everton. It's really exciting. It's really inspiring to see the vision that we have, you know, the one-club vision. Um, and let's let's all push on um, and get behind that. If we can get that sold out like we would Goodison Park on, on a match there on a Saturday um that it'd be fantastic to see um and let's see uh the Everton uh ladies team kick on and start to win that premier league and, and make us all proud